bids are in. The gavel is dropped. Ladies and gentlemen, here at WineBid, we are finally hammered. That's right. This is WineBid's podcast dedicated to all things wine value, wine auction, and of course, just wine. With you as always, I am Jeff McGurn, and of course, my illustrious companion here, our wine auction expert, Paul Walker, and wine expert, Paul Walker. Paul knows everything there you go. There about you go. wine. Wrong and again. I'm fairly certain Paul could sit for his MS and pass it without studying. Definitely, definitely um, not not true. No, absolutely not true. I think there's a 50-50 chance that... Yeah, I would get my name correct. There's a 50-50 chance. <laughs> I'm just assuming, like the SATs, there is a certain amount of points you get for getting your name correct. So exactly. you, you would at least get those. Let's delve right into this. This is our wine and auction recap episode. There's a good amount to talk about. I want to talk about this non-vintage... It's, first of all, Anne is pronounced the same in French as it is here. It's, well, Anne. it's just, you know, slightly different, but it's it's pronounced the same. Yeah, it's Anne, not N.A. We don't call people Anne N.A. We don't say that. So what do you anyway. mean? We don't. What are you? Is this, what are you? The Queen of England? I'm speaking for, <laughs> like, I'm speaking the, King for of the England. <laughs> right. The royal we. We don't call that. I'll call people whatever I want. Paul. Anne et Jean-François Ganavat. I'll just do it for you. For some reason, this name keeps coming up, you know, week after week after week. We just never stop talking about Ganavat. You predicted it. I think you said it would go over 50. And I said, maybe, maybe not. And it didn't. So what I love is that this one has an exclamation mark in the in the wine name. Like not only. Well, oh, oh! You sh- yeah, Rotalier. Oh, there's some other labels which I could share with you that are, I believe, also have exclamatory notes as well as you know as well as designs on them that raise the ire of puritans worldwide so anyway that's that's canada for you but i don't know this wine i don't think this is a like i don't believe it's like a top tier sort of quality level wine from canada i don't think it's supposed to be you know comparable to like the best cremant in the world not surprising that it got bit up what did it start at 20 which i think was pretty darn low 46 bucks not too bad not bad at all not bad we sold four of them we had a 1981 marie stewart brute one nine we had two of them nine bids started at 55 ended up both selling at 90 dollars a piece yeah, this is interesting. Rare. This is looks super rare. Something I've never. I mean, first of all, I've never heard of the producer, but also from '81, it looks like was you know released a long, long time ago. Alcohol, eleven point five to twelve percent, so somewhere in there. <laughs> That's a cool bottle. That's not not anything that you know I would have expected really to get bit up very much. But obviously, some people that know a lot more about champagne than I do went after it because two bottles hammered at 91, 90, 91. A lot of action on sparkling this week, apparently. that This was really a, a sparkling, which is a bit surprising to me. And then we've got a 2014 Below uh, Milo uh, Merceau Carmez. This one... Chalm, Mar- Merceau Chalm, Chalm. Whatever, same thing. Um, I'm charmed. I'm charmed. Soft charmed. This one, seven bits took it from 65 to 78, all four sold. And then we had this butcher, this one, 2017 Domaine Jean Vaudoisy. 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 Right. That's what I said. Volney. <laughs> that, that was cheap. That was still cheap. It only hammered three bucks. bucks, right? 23, $24. Yeah. Um, that's um, nothing. That's a good deal. So, just goes to show, too, I mean, Balomillo, I don't know, I'll, I'll just say mid-range 
producer Merceau, but 14 was phenomenal vintage. So I think the wines are getting more and more collectible. I mean, it got really good scores. I'm, I'm not calling it mid-range in terms of quality. I'm just saying in terms of producers that are you know well-known and sought after, especially in the secondary market, it's not considered sort of one of those wines. Anyway, it got bid up pretty considerably to what beyond 70 bucks for one of them 74 75 even yeah. se- i think 78 79 dollars so that's 78, a lot. 79 at the highest yeah that's a lot um, the volnay 23 which was good we had said oh we I, and i believe we mentioned this 2017 davos chablis started at uh 70 hammered at 90 and that's that's the rate right they're all going to probably be over 100 before you know it so that's it's it's inching up there it's about nine bucks away surprise to see 2018 carlisle uh radiant ridge vineyards uh syrah this one six bits took it from 25 to 40 dollars. yeah it's interesting that's interesting because i think Carlisle's been kind of underappreciated, I think, in the secondary market for a long time. And I was talking about the 13, I think, Sonoma County, Syrah and, and Zinfandels that I got a couple of weeks ago for about 20 bucks. And they're really, really good. Current release or recent release, I should say, 18 Radiant Ridge. I'm sure that's north of 40 or 50 bucks on the mailing list, I would imagine. But uh, people noticed that and said, hey, that's a, that's a smoking deal. And so got bit up to you know more in the more in the range where it should be i think this is another one i believe we mentioned this one last week 2020 domain de Savarode arbois poussard de chemino <laughs> i'm actually looking for it to see how badly you're massacring the <laughs> it's the not that bad i'm but pretty I can't, I can't find it how do I'm you pretty spell right it? It's two zero oh two i see zero. it 2020 <laughs> Is, is how you start. Okay, Etienne Thibault, Arbois Poussard de Cheminot. Yeah, okay. That's what I said. <laughs> my, my my pronunciation was perfect. So look, wait, there was actually six what? bids to oh, thirty to yeah. fifty dollars where it where it hammered. So you know, I mean, thirty like, to fifty six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot. That's a lot. That's that's quite a bit for. I don't. Well, sorry. We yeah, no, it's, it is a lot. I'm not sure we. Brought, well, maybe you brought this one. I, I think I brought this one up. Random Jura wines. I'm just always surprised to see <laughs> that there's all this action around a lot of these random Jura wines. Yeah, no, it's true. You know, there's, and also I think, was it last week that there were four different Van Joan wines in, or was it the week before? I can't even remember. It's, there was it a might have been the week out. before, actually, because there was a Ganavat, and then there was, yeah, I think, I think it, was it was the before, week before. And all of them sold, and you know, it's kind of interesting to see the price range with 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 Jura wines in general, just to see where, you know, X wine is going versus, you know, Y wine is, is Cabarod, you know, compared to, you know, Pufinet compared to whomever else, you know, it's almost as though, you know, there's this kind of underground <laughs> cult following that's stronger for certain. I mean, it, it makes sense, right? It's like any other region. There's, there's these kind of very small production producers that make all sorts of interesting wines and the styles you know if you know the wine you actually know the style and etc but it's like a lot of these are becoming i think just more and more popular as they get more notoriety and i'm I'm sure social media has something to do with that too i'm sure social media has something to do with it i think you also just have a situation where people have a lot more access to information about wine can do their own research and they're finding interesting reason regions and interesting you know wine to to go after i think that's a really cool thing because it gives 
smaller producers an opportunity that they may not have had before, especially ones that are out of the way and not selling the most commercially viable grapes. Heading back to a region with incredibly commercially viable grapes, uh, we have this 05 Domaine Berteau, Chamois, Moussigny. This one, 34 trackers, five bits, took from 340, hammered at 430. Well, wait a minute. I don't think you said the whole title. I think you're missing an important part of that title because you didn't mention the vineyard that it came from, which is Les Amoros, which is a big, big deal. So don't forget that. Les Amoros. Yeah, Les Amoros is, is by far and away like the most famous part of Chamamuzini and other producers. Because I, I always talk about Berto because it's always, it's far less than anyone else that makes well anyone of like sort of top tier pedigree who makes les amaros because it's extraordinarily excruciatingly expensive it's four figure wine for a lot of different uh different producers like Vogueway, etc so 340 looked actually pretty reasonable to me but yeah it looks like what each one hammered at 430 430 yeah that's not too surprising especially from such an awesome vintage so speaking of well-known uh well-known producers uh, the 06 domain lafleur putting right right that one uh five bids took from 200 hammered at 220 and that's that's typical right it's just gonna go up slowly i think as time goes by and then we had the 2014 Domaine Soren, Moray, Chassagne, Montrachet, on Caire. This one hammered after five bids, went from 65 to 71. Sylvain Moray, I'm, I'm not as familiar with this. I want to say it's a younger, younger production. Not, you know, it's not a super long history for that particular label. So I, I'm so many things happening here that I'm unaware of, but interesting to see that it's getting pushed and you know from again from 14 such a phenomenal white burgundy vintage so those are those are getting swept up and you know grabbed let's switch over and let's start talking about some of our big sellers yeah, yeah sure we had another batch of 2020 screaming eagle in last week well, that got bit up beyond what it sold for just a couple of weeks ago which multiples, doesn't really makes sense multiples we had one two three Four back. Yeah, there were, there were four, both, yeah. yeah, we had four of them. They all got bid up to eight thousand and sixty dollars from their seventy-five sixty starting point. I think we mentioned this actually that to twenty ten six bottle watt OWC of Petrus. Mm-hmm. I feel like you don't see a lot of like six bottle lots of Petrus going around. I mean, maybe you do because you travel in different circles than I do. But but yeah, 20, you know, one bid took it to 27,300. Going back to the Screaming Eagle, though, it was really noteworthy to me is that all those Screaming Eagles had multiple bids. Yeah, it's true. It, 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 it kind of goes against the what we've seen trend-wise with new releases. I'm talking about 2020 specifically because I know there were, there were some other vintages of three packs in last week. There was 19 and 18 also. But the 2020 generally when they're in for the first time is when they usually hammer for the most. And I think that was true the first week that this wine was in, but then I think all four lots that were in last week hammered for the same price. So uh, at 80, 60, which is, which is pretty interesting to see. So maybe the market's changing as, as, as these wines are being added, who knows? Like that's a mystery to me. One way or another, something's going on and, 
People are loving their 2020 Screaming Eagles. Maybe the word got out. Somebody opened up a bottle and found it was absolutely stunning. Well, James Suckling did. He he, he told me personally, he said it was phenomenal. Yeah, I saw him at Premiere and he said it was amazing. And I was like, really? It's like, oh, awesome. Okay. So, you know, words out. Like, you know, there's not a whole lot of red cabernet. Red cabernet. Cabernet Sauvignon from Napa from 2020. So it's, it's, you know, it's it's a it's a rarer and rarer entity than other things if you absolutely must have your bottle of napa cab from 2020 (laughs) your your options are limited exactly and they include the eight thankfully you know thankfully we're here and you can find 2020s and there's again there's a couple lots up this week or maybe one or two up this week did you notice there's charles lachaud some more of our this guy is just on fire borgo and aligote five bottles they started at 750 they all it looks like they all sold actually for 750 which is just wild people people are paying 750 dollars a bottle for aligote but hey that's Charles the show for you. 61 Palmer too. That that I thought that I think you might have mentioned it last week or 38.95. That's a that's a hefty price for, you know, a second second growth wine. Yeah, yes, I believe yeah. Palmer. Yeah, Palmer's second growth. One of the ones that was interesting, thought we mentioned this was the 08 six bottle lot of Dechem Mags. OWC, you get six. I don't remember that was yeah, that's that's 28 wow. 2850 that is a lot of decem to you know it it doesn't seem like that like too bad of a price either it really doesn't because i mean right there six of those is roughly the equivalent of well 750s right it's a case of it's a case of decem i mean that's that's essentially terrible so yeah it's essentially a case of decem for what 20 2850. Yeah. It's not the greatest vintage of all time. I think 08 sweet wine from Bordeaux. It looks like for Dechem too, the, the ratings weren't through the roof. So it's probably just kind of a, I would say, a condition of the vintage. The 2012 uh, bottle lot of uh, La Maison Aubryon, uh, OWC sold for 6480. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was sort of an interesting sell. We had a lot of multi-bottle lot OWC cell three bottle lot of promontory red Barolo and Barbaresco professional collectors set Masetto a three bottle lot OWC some Scarecrow some Paul Hobbs Beckstar for Tokalon six bottle mm-hmm. OWC Opus one five bottle vertical Holden 2018 three bottle lot OBC. I mean just a, a tremendous amount of stuff and you know some some large format 96 Margot uh Meg mm-hmm. Sold for seventeen seventy five. A tremendous amount of either a multi bottle lots or large format. So, and I noticed a couple things that we mentioned a couple of weeks ago. Sold out last week. The eighty nine Shav Hermitage looks like there were a couple of bottles of that. They rolled, I think, maybe a week or two, and then sold. And yeah, you're right. There's thirteen Maya three bottle OWCs. There were a couple of those that sold out one thing i noticed because i i was looking at single bottle offerings with multiple bids and there was some 07 jacosa filetto reserva barbaresco that started at 325 and hammered at 485 which is pretty pretty serious but that's reserva level pricing for sure and so lot, lots of lots of interesting you know singles and multi-bottle lots in the same week that 
got a lot of activity. So it was a very busy week for sure. Oh yeah. Also John Mark Rouleau, Bergen Blanc started at 90 bucks, hammered it over a hundred. So that's one ten. So that stuff keeps creeping up and up and up. I don't know if the Merceau sold last week or not, but the, the Bergen Blanc got, got bid up quite a bit. So it was an exciting week for sure. Special our favorite, Colomare Bergen Blanc 18, which you mentioned started at 70 and hammered at 87. So again, that's also <laughs> getting up there for, for Bergen Blanc. So just a ton of action, especially around multi-bottle lots yeah. and, and, and large formats. And with that, I think we'll go ahead and wrap up our auction recap. Stay tuned for our next episode where we're going to discuss uh, all the cool, interesting stuff coming into auction and, and talk about that with uh, wine bids finally hammered. This is Jeff McGurn and Paul Walker wishing you happy bidding and cheers. Cheers.